sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. So thank the Lord for that. So this past um, week, well actually I didn't notice very long, I filled in for someone for the opening meditation here this morning. And just as I was thinking here the past few days of what I should share, I just wasn't sure what I should what I should share on, what God wanted me to share and um, God has just been working in my own life, just different areas of um, surrender and things that were not right. And uh, and then I was reading, um, have a, I was reading through Genesis um, this past week, and was going through um, the place there where it was talking about Joseph and just the many different things that happened to him and his life. And so I decided that's. That's what I'm going to share on this morning, just touch on a few things. Um, actually, Joseph was mentioned in Hebrews there in the faith chapter as one of the pillars of faith there. And so I'm going to go through um, just a little bit of Joseph's life, not all of it, but look at a few things there from his life that I believe that we can learn and also some things that God was working in my own life. Um so if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis 37, and I'm going to be doing a good bit of reading here, so just uh, listen and let God's Word speak to your heart. And then we'll come back through and I'll share a few things. If you would, turn to Genesis 37, and we'll start reading in verse 1 to the end of the chapter. Verse 1, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And maybe I'll just give a little background. I'm sure we all know the story, but um, Joseph here was the, one of the favorite sons. Um, if you all remember uh, Jacob, his father, um, his father-in-law Laban, when Jacob went to get a wife, first of all, he uh, worked for Rachel, and then his father said, that's not going to work because... Um, she's not the firstborn, so he worked a few more years for him, for uh, Rachel and Leah. And Leah had 12 sons, and then uh, Rachel had two sons. And Jacob loved uh, Rachel more than Leah, and that passed on down to the, to the sons that she had. So, so Joseph here was uh, a special son to Jacob, his father. Continuing on here in verse 2. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren and the flock of his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives. <clears throat> and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, 
who were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaf stood around about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed and dream more. And behold, the sun and moon and eleven stars were made, made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? And come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, and I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with thy flocks, and bring word again. So he sent him out in the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in a field. And the man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And the man said, There departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found him in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into the pit. And we will say, Some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. And lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. And come to, and it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked. And behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers were content. And they passed by the Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph unto Egypt. And Reuben returned into the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes, and returned unto his brethren, and said, The child is not, and whither shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat, and killed a kid of the goat, and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors, and brought it to his father, and said, This is what we have found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it, and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes, and put on sackcloth, and his loins and mourned for his son many days and all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him but he f- refused to be comforted and said for i will go down unto the grave unto my son mourning thus his father wept for him and the midnight and the midnights sold him into egypt and to potiphar an officer of pharaoh's and the captain of the guard this is quite a story um, this is just the beginning of what joseph was going to go through and Joseph didn't choose to put him in, himself into this place. I believe that he was just following God and doing what God was calling him to be. It does seem like it could have almost been prideful for him to tell his brothers. Or 
I don't know, just, you know, his dream and how they were all going to bow down to him and stuff. That, you know, that can be a little bit hard to figure out. But I believe Joseph was following God and what he was asking him to do. It doesn't seem like he was trying to be boastful. He just was sharing what God showed him. And the other thing to take note of is Joseph was just a young man. He was only 17 years old, and he was following God and just going wherever he took him. And then um, his brothers were like, all right, if this is what's going to happen, we're going to try and take care of that. So they threw him in the pit and sold him off, which I can't imagine how that would be. Your own brother selling you off um, to be a slave. So I like to go to chapter 39 now kind of skips ahead some of the things that were happening um, there with Jacob and all of that. Back to Joseph's story again. Let's read chapter 39 yet, starting in verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous, was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from, that, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And bless, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in his house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, and neither hath he kept anything back from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass that she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass... About this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment and saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of the house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice, and it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she led up his garment, laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spoke unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto me came in unto me to mock me. And, came, and it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison on a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the, of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did, there he was the doer of it. 
The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord is with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. There's a lot of different things going on in this story. But one thing I want to take note of is a lot of times, I know for myself, when we're going through something difficult, or let's say we're doing something that is right, um, it's, easy for, it's easy to think you know, that God will bless us for that. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out all right. Um, in verse 2 there, first of all, we see that the Lord is with him and that he was prosperous. Even his master there could see that, that God was with him and that he was a, a prosperous. The Lord was prospering his, his work there and also that he was, um, Joseph was a really responsible young man, even after all that he went through just with the rejection of his brothers and all of that. Um, and then going on down, um, verse 7 there, he was uh, said there, and, again, and it came to pass that after these things, his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, cast eyes on him and was trying to entice him to sin. And somewhere here it says, um, trying to lay my eyes on it. Yeah. Verse 10, it says, and she spake to Joseph day by day. So again and again, he was there, she was there just trying to get him to give in. And again and again, he stood up and said, no, he won't do this. He's going to obey the Lord. Even though it would have been, you know, something, it would have been easy to cover. It would, she was going to try and cover for him. And he could have thought, you know, nobody would find out. But he kept resisting temptation um and then when she seen that wasn't working she tried to take him by force and i just i just really like the picture that you get here so here was this situation for any young man you know these these are real strong temptations for and i'm sure it was for joseph too it was a real strong temptation for him but when sin came knocking on his door he didn't hesitate it says, uh, she was saying, come lie with me. And, he, and it says, he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. That's, that's quite a word picture, if you think about that. So she was trying to get him, and he, he didn't hesitate. He went running. He ran the other way, away from the temptation, away from sin, and didn't, didn't give it a chance. Um. And this is where, you know, this, this is where I was challenged. I was convicted. How do we, you know, how do we treat sin and temptations in our own lives? When those temptations come our way, do we just kind of hang around? Or do we set our faces a flint, turn the other way, and, and run with all we have? Um, Proverbs 4.24 says, Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. You know, we need to consider our, consider our path from time to time. You know, where is our path taking us? And this is where I was convicted. Um, just different areas in my life I'm, where I was getting lukewarm and just not being serious like Joseph not not giving it not giving it a second chance just 
running and leaving. Um, and then, so then after all this happens with Potiphar's wife, um, Joseph did what was right. And then Potiphar's wife lies about it and says, he came in here and was trying to, to you know, lay with me and do things that were wrong. Um, and his, you see here his coat is with me, which I guess his coat was with him because he ran. Um, but there, you know, there was untruths told and, and he was being wrongfully accused. Didn't make any sense. Um, I would like to... Uh, Turn to First Peter, chapter two. First Peter, chapter two, verse eleven and twelve, kind of speaks to this. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul. Having your conversation honest, is this the right one? First Peter. Yeah. No, it's actually nineteen and twenty-one. I didn't think that looked right. Verse nineteen: For this is thankworthy, if a man, for conscience toward God, endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. That is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his footsteps. You know, we see here that if we listen and obey God out of a clear conscience, you know, we may need to suffer grief and even wrongfully. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense, but it's just part of how the kingdom of God operates. Um, you know, it would seem like if we do what is upright and honest, things would go well for us. But a lot of times, that's actually not the case, just because of how the kingdom of God operates. Um, you can turn now to Matthew 5. Jesus kind of speaks directly to this. We Actually, we've been memorizing this. Matthew 5, 11 and 12 says... Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Jesus takes this, you know, even a step farther and says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and, and do those types of things to you, and also rejoice and be exceeding glad. When, you know, those things that don't make sense that we're asked to go through. Um, Joseph here, he couldn't see the whole picture. He was thrown in the prison. He was wrongfully accused. Um, going through things that didn't make sense. It would have been so easy for him to just say, hey, forget this. God isn't with me. It doesn't make any sense. But he chose to keep believing putting his faith and his trust in God. And in the end, he was made ruler over Egypt, and God did a beautiful thing there. He also um, saved a, a lot of people because of the famine that was in the land, and God used him mightily. And I think 
Uh, it says there in Genesis, I think it's chapter 50, um, when Joseph was talking to his brothers afterwards, he said, um, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. They were trying to, you know, do wrong things to him. But God was working the whole time in all of that picture. And when we look at things through our own eyes, when I look at things through my own eyes, it's like, God, what are you trying to do? I, it doesn't make sense. It's easy for us just to run. Run from those things that are difficult. But God is there just trying to bring us along, bring us through those hard things so that he can make something beautiful out of it. So that's pretty much all I had this morning. And I just want to share that just to be just as an encouragement. I don't know what you're going through. I know there's, there's trials, there's difficult things in life, but don't give up where you're at. Don't give up on God. Just keep pressing in and allow him to work in your life because God's painting a beautiful picture of each one of your lives. Um, I would like to read a song that just came to my mind when I was thinking about this whole thing. The other, the other part of this is that it takes time. It's not something that happens all at once. You know, this picture of our lives, it, it's, it's sometimes we need to just wait on God and just allow him to work. Um, I was thinking about singing this, but I'm just going to read it. Probably a lot of us know it. It's uh, in his time. It says, in his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day as you're teaching me your way, like you do just what you say in your time. And it says, in your time, you make all things beautiful in your time. Lord, my life to you I bring. May each song I have to sing be to you a lovely thing in your time. So let's just give ourselves to the Lord and allow him to work in our lives. That's all I have.